Recently, I hosted three live streams in one week for the Conscious Awakening Network, all on the topic of working with the quantum realm. This is the final live stream from that fruitful time with the amazing Suzanne Spooner. We get into all sorts of amazing healing she's seen with clients while using quantum healing hypnosis technique or QHHT. I'm talking things like giving someone back their hearing, something you could spend a lifetime working with specialists on. We also talk about the ascension process and intel she's gotten in sessions about that. If you connect with Dolores Cannon's work, as so many people do at this time, you're going to love this episode with Suzanne. She had the great blessing of assisting Dolores with her classes in the final years of her life. There's some fascinating info in this episode, so let's get started. But really quickly, just a quick word about Camuso. Take control of your stress with this necklace that is not only beautiful, but powerful. It works within seconds, has zero maintenance, and helps you increase focus, lower your heart rate, sleep better, and reduce anxiety. This is such a great product. You can check out episode 240 where I talk to the founder, Todd Steinberg. That episode is packed with useful insights about how to calm your body and mind. Use promo code KaraGoodwin15 to get 15% off. And check out all of the partners of the Meditation Conversation podcast, which you can get through themeditationconversation.com. And now enjoy this episode. Welcome, everybody. I'm Kara Goodwin, host of the Meditation Conversation. We are streaming this live stream, the special live stream with Suzanne Spooner through the Conscious Awakening Network. So thank you for joining. We have some of us who are live here on Zoom. Others are joining via live streams through the Conscious Awakening platform, through YouTube, through Roku and Amazon Fire and so forth. So thank you wherever you're joining from. And if you're watching the recording as well, thank you for joining. I think you're really going to get so much from this today. I am so excited to talk to Suzanne. So let me just give a brief overview here of Suzanne Spooner. So over for over a decade, she has been empowering clients with the tools to discover their own unique pathways to the knowledge and understanding of divine source. She's passionate about enabling clients to access higher realms of experience and their higher selves, even selves from earlier lifetimes, along with myriad spiritual entities from angels to guides to loved ones who have passed. Her tools include quantum healing hypnosis technique, or QHHT, the Universal Mind Project, and her course, The Art of Universal Knowing. She will not pretend to give you the answers to all the mysteries, but she will show you how to find them for yourself, and she'll help you every step of the way. So Suzanne, I'm just thrilled to have you here. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to to be here with your friend, with your crew, and to share lots of mind-expanding thoughts. Yes. Well, it's really my pleasure to have you here. And I want to start with the with QHHT. So you were closely involved with Dolores Cannon before she passed away. What drew you to her work and her methods? Oh gosh. Well, I hadn't heard about her. I was listening, oh my goodness, it must have been back in 2011 
I was listening to a person who I enjoyed their interviews and they were interviewing Dolores. So that's how I heard about her. And at that time, she was talking about a concept, I think it was ETs. And my head just really wasn't quite there yet. But I'm watching her. I could see her on this interview. And I'm like, oh, she looks like my grandma. She's so sweet looking. <laughs> and I thought, well, okay. But yeah, I'm like, I'm just not there. And it doesn't interest me right now. And I clicked off. And I'm sure she was like somewhere in the back of my head for about another year. And then I saw another interview. And this time, man, I was in. She was talking about her book that she had just published at the time. I think it was convoluted universe book three or four and which is just kind of like a smorgasbord of all these other lifetime experiences and connecting into the parts of us that know everything some call it high self or subconscious and oh my lord i was just hooked and like like everybody i think back then that found dolores i wanted a session with her so i called the office and i wanted to get on the list it was a couple years out i'm like okay all right and then I was exploring her website and saw that she taught how she does what she does. And I had never thought about learning hypnosis before, but something in me was just pushing me to do this. So I signed up for the very next class, was down there a few months later and just fell in love with her and her process. What I loved about her process was that it showed people that all answers are within, all healing is within, that we didn't need these outside sources or drugs or any other thing to heal, that we're really missing the mark on how we view medicine and our personal issues and the things that we struggle with. So that's what really struck me. And I sat in that class and just absorbed every second I could, went home, started practicing, just had my mind blown open with my friends that would let me be my, let, be my guinea pigs. Awesome. I knew nothing what I was doing. I was kind of just flying by the seat of my pants, but yet they were having these amazing, amazing experiences. And very shortly after that, serendipity kind of just fell into place and I started assisting her, which was so special because I'm like the proverbial student. I want to always be learning. So that afforded me the opportunity to sit in the back of the classroom and just hear her over and over and over again so that I could understand the material on a deeper level. And it also gave me this amazing, fun opportunity to spend private time with her. And she was this great storehouse of knowledge. And I could ask her questions about her books. And, you know, what were you thinking when this information came through? And she'd say, well, if you want me to tell you, this is what it was. And here's what I was thinking. And here's what that happened, that made happen after that, because it changed the way I thought about things. I was just so lucky to be in that situation. Yeah. So that's how she, that's how Dolores happened to me. <laughs> I love that, how Dolores happened. So, and that's one of the fascinating things reading her books now. Humanity itself is in a different place than it was when she started having these interviews. I mean, you know, and her work evolved. She kind of had this organic evolution from helping people with their current life streams when she first started. And then she was surprised to start moving into past lives. And then eventually more and more of her clients were having off-planet lives. And after some decades of that, there she talks about in a lot of her work, like, there, I didn't think there was anything that could surprise me anymore. And then here comes this story, this client talking about something. But she was 
She'll talk about people t- that they were experiencing being ro- a rock. They were just a rock or that they were like merged with a planet or they were creating mixed species beings in Atlantis. So it's really fascinating to think about the times in which her work was written because that stuff, I feel like it's more out there now, like more people know about this stuff, more people are talking about it. It's more in the common vernacular. Some of this stuff, still some of it's like really stretching, like what? I'm trying to follow. And she's doing that too as the as she's writing it. She's like, I really was kind of losing what they were talking about, but I tried to keep going. And do you notice this in your own evolution? Like as you're working with clients that there's kind of an evolution and things are expanding more and more. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I have such a great example to share about that. Yes and yes and yes and yes. <laughs> so I had a client a few years ago and just the sweetest nicest gal. She was a retired hairdresser, had some really unusual experiences growing up. Very, very psychic, had a lot of phenomena happening around her, had a very hard family life. And so she was just, she actually was coming because her best friend was coming and they decided to do it together. So she was just kind of tagging along. She was, I mean, she wouldn't have probably searched me out ever, but her friend wanted a friend to go with. So bless her heart. I mean, Now that I think about that, I'm like, man, like, did this like change her world? But so I'm having, I did the friend session the first day. It was awesome and great. And then here comes Beverly and Beverly starts in on her session. And the lifetime that she goes to, I mean, it was like sitting next to a movie. I mean, it was just such rich detail and her voice changed in to fit what she would have been like in that lifetime. I mean, there's so much happening in that lifetime. So at that point, I'm thinking, oh, this is awesome. This is a great session and good for her. And she's going to love this lifetime she went to. But then when we go over to the part of her that knows all the answers, which is a natural progression in a QHHT session, they come in with a list of questions they want to have answered about their personal life, their body, their health, things like this we make that transition. It's just, it's not like a weird something that's speaking through you. It is you opening your mouth and saying the words. It's just that you're in the super nice relaxed state and you can express the stream of thought from this part of you that knows everything. And we all have it and we all have ability to access it. So that's where we're at in the session. I'm getting her ready to go with this part. And almost right away, you hear the voice change. And that's also a normal thing. It's usually quite subtle. It might be a little bit stronger and more self-assured than they are in their awake and aware state. It might be a little softer and kind of airy-fairy. It can speak faster, slower, all sorts of little subtle changes because that part of you has its own kind of energy signature and that's what comes through. But with Beverly, it was this robotic voice. And again, that actually happens. I don't want to freak people out. It's just, it's actually quite beautiful because the client is never expecting that. And if they're, if they're analytical minds going, you know, I'm making this up in a million years, you would never make that. Yeah. (laughs) But it starts and and I'm used to it. And so we start rolling with it and it starts sharing this really deep information about humanity and about where we're at, how our decisions and our experiences have come to be, how they're evolving and how they're made. And I mean, it's 
deep information in it. And that's one where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm just trying to grasp the depth of information that's being given to me so that I can ask a better question, offer an answer to get more information and understand it. And by the end, this part of her calls herself the designer of our reality simulations. And I'm like, wow, okay, that awesome. I mean, I want to know more. And it was a beautiful session. I, at the very end, this is maybe about two hours or so. And I'm winding the session down. And that part of her, this designer of our reality simulations says, do you have any more questions? And I'm like, yeah, I can't. I like, I know. Yes. <laughs> yes, I have like 4 million questions. I am. I can't formulate a single one right now because I was trying to take all this that you've given me in. But that has opened up an amazing experience where Beverly and I have become very close friends and we've done six sessions now and we're actually in the midst of editing a book, which we hope will be out soon. But the material, again, it's just, we have to take time to try to understand it. And we had it on YouTube for a while. I took it off my YouTube channel as we started to write the book because we were just getting too many inquiries and questions about it. And we're trying to focus all of our attention on getting the book out. And we may put those back up again, or maybe in parts. I'm not quite sure on that. But to read the material versus hearing the material is a whole other multi-layered experience. So it's who knew when this former hairdresser walked in that this information was waiting to come forth. And that's, that's what I love about my work. I just, I don't know what each client's going to bring in. Man, I am ready for it. I just... I want to help get every little last drop of greatness from themselves. Yes. And thank you for bringing up Beverly. She That is fascinating what I've seen those sessions or at least a couple of them. Another interesting facet to Beverly's sessions is the imprinting or the seeming imprinting. So you talk about the lifetimes that she was bringing forth and they were very grand lifetimes. And I wonder if you want to speak a little bit about that phenomenon of imprinting. It's so funny that you brought that up because I actually had that in my notes because I'm getting ready to read. I actually, I was just talking to Julia Cannon about this mid, well, after a session last week because it came up again and we were rehashing what Dolores found about imprinting out. So imprinting is a concept that Dolores found or understood where say I'm a brand new soul and I've always been at source or God or whatever name you want to give that concept. But I have decided I'm going to come to earth and I'm going to help in this great awakening. But I don't have any earth experience. I don't know what it's like to be in a physical body. I don't know what human relationships are like. And so what she found is our soul can go to what some people will call the Ashkaic records. There's many names for, it's like a database of all knowledge. And say, say I needed to be, I decided I'm going to come into this life as a female and I am going to be a leader. I have no history of this and anywhere within my soul to pull upon. So Maybe we go to the life of Cleopatra or another female in history and time that's been an effective and beneficial leader. They will take that lifetime, they will imprint it upon the soul 
say that new soul, way back in that new soul's consciousness is that information that they can work with, even though they may not be consciously aware that they are. This actually makes sense when you think about people that all of a sudden can play the piano classically and have never put their hands on a piano before. Or the um, the great painters, where did the skill come from? There's lots of different ways of looking at that. So the imprinting was allowing an individuation of the whole, the source, to be able to pull on the experiences and qualities that would help them in this individuated experience, a lifetime, to succeed at the lessons and the purpose and the reason why they're there. It's so fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. It also helps to understand how different people can have the same, like they can go back to the same lifetime as somebody else who's alive, who also goes back to, you know, an Egyptian pharaoh that's, you know, reporting the same sort of details and so forth, where it's like, well, how can that be? That's, you know, that's the party question I get. It's like, everybody's Cleopatra. (laughs) It's like, that's not be real. I'm like, no, wait, let's talk about this. Imprint conversation. And it just leaves them going, Hmm. You know, I, it makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, we're so much deeper and there's so much more to us than we know about or are given credit for. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm curious what you would want to share about your own life and your own consciousness evolution and how your QHHT sessions may have helped in that way because another fascinating thing with Dolores is with her work she'll talk about different clients you know in different parts of the country and different parts of the world and when they get to that time where the subconscious or the higher consciousness or however we want to think about it starts to come through and give insight it was not unusual that they were delivering messages to her specifically and completing like knowledge that another client had given her in the subconscious state. So they were like, it was like one lesson coming through different clients and they might even reference like, well, you know how we told you before and she's never seen this client before, you know, I mean, like really mind blowing things. But have you, has your own sort of consciousness evolution benefited in a similar way? Yes. Well, oh my gosh, you're just like, you're like in my, you must be in my office. (laughs) You're touching base on something that I'm just getting ready to release. It's so funny. Oh, really? You are a blast. Um, <laughs> so let me, before I go with the life part of that question, let me tell you. Yes, sometimes in sessions, one client's information will be picked up on another client's information. And as a practitioner, when that happens, it's so mind-blowing. You know, it's, I mean, we know it happens. It happens. It's not like every client thing or it's probably just a few times a year this might occur. It's happened a few times in my time with this. But just like two weeks ago, this happened where it's actually a YouTube clip that I'm getting ready to release next. And then the next client picked up on what she was saying. And so what that information was, oh my goodness, it was. A, she had, she was done with her past life 
we go over kind of to what we call the spirit side after they've left the body to review that life, to find out what the lessons and the purposes that's common within a QHHT session. We had some time. And so I asked her now that she's back on the spirit side to describe what that's like, because that can be a really interesting conversation. And she starts talking about being everything's blue. I'm like, well, that's interesting. Tell me more about that blue. And she goes, well, it ends up, it's a collective. She ends up calling it the blue collective. And I said, oh, that's so interesting. What do you do in the blue collective? And she says, well, I help guide people. And when they have decisions to be made, I kind of help give them the ideas that will kind of push them in the direction that's most helpful for them. And I asked, do you do that always just with individuals or do you ever do groups? She goes, we do whole planets. I mean, we can do everything. And there were others like her that were doing that same work. You know, just that's so cool. You know, just that's another day of the office. And so the very next client I have, we're going through her hypnosis part. And she says, well, everything's blue. And I'm like, I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm just thinking it. And I said, describe it to me. And she goes, well, I'm just like a helper. You know, I help people make their decisions. I'm like, oh, you have any friends around you that? (laughs) (laughs) I don't. You know, but I'm just like, I love what I do. I mean, this is just awesome. So that does happen. I've had, I had one time where I had three clients, not boom, 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 but within probably a three or four week time period that one would pick up on the information that the last one gave. And it was actually information for me. But, and that's kind of a thing that that I push away for the most part because the client is here for them. And I'm not going to ever ask a personal question. Sometimes it just, they're like, you have to know this. And then I'll listen. And, the, and I'm like, okay, now back to them. But in that instance, it was information about codes that were available. And each one kind of clarified what the other one said to help me to understand it was based on some of the work that I'm doing in this life. So it is, it's an amazing experience. Okay, now I forget what the first part of your question. Well, no, you've touched on it a lot. I also was just curious about with your own evolution. That was, is if you, and you said that sometimes this does come through and it's specific to you. And yeah, it's so fascinating. You know, doing this work, the especially the hypnosis, it in order for me to serve my clients the best, I am really in kind of an observer mode throughout that session. It doesn't serve them if I get emotional with them, if I don't share any of my own story with them, it's because that makes them pull away from their own story. And this day is all about the client. So that that skill of being an observer. I will tell you, it has served me very well in life. It helps you not get so gut punched into situations that are going on around you and to kind of take more of a big picture view of things and not be so reactive. It's helped me a lot through the strange and wild times from 2020 on to be an observer and have a clear mind for everything. So that's a great gift. I'm really grateful to have that skill now. Yeah, it's so important that neutrality that we can have, especially when we're in polarizing times, that ability to just say, like, okay, this is just something that's happening rather than like, this is a terrible thing that's happening. 
or this is devastating or whatever, or this is amazing or, well, that can be really nice to be in an amazing situation. But, you know, that to just hold things as they are rather than trying to decide, is this good? Is this bad? Is a huge skill that I think we all need to hone for sure. And I think it also gives you this ability to really take a look at judgment. All of us are easy to judge others. But one of the amazing parts of a QHHT session is the client shares with the practitioner their life story. And every single person, I don't care who they are in what walk of life, has the most amazing life story. And it really gives me a great deal of respect for people just getting through, you know, what maybe others would call a normal life. It's anything but. I mean, it's like Beverly. I mean, if you looked at her, you would never imagine what she has been through. And I remember Beverly, bless her heart, when she sat down with me and I said, okay, I want you, I want you to tell me your whole life story. And she looked at me just so sincerely. And she says, do you want the truth? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. But she was, she's like, it's been bad. And I don't want, I don't want to hurt you by sharing what I've been through. It was just so sweet. It was like, no, bring it. I want to know it all because that's how I can ask the best questions to help you find your answers. So I want it. And I know how to take all of that in and not keep it. Mm -hmm. Um, That's another really good skill of what I do. And I just love people. Lives are quirky and weird and horrendous and funny. And it's just a big roller coaster. But in in this experience, you get to understand why it all had to be the way it is and what you've learned from it. And frankly, it's what we've asked for to learn as a soul. And that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. But you do get that clarity and that understanding. And then you have a whole new perspective on it when you're done. And that seems to be incredibly healing. Mm. So beautiful. So speaking of healing, you know, this is, it is a healing technique. So you get some fascinating insights about your own life and maybe why things have turned out the way that they are. You might have insights into past lives, like we've talked about off-planet lives, lives where you're just consciousness and you're not necessarily even feel that you're living with a form or anything like that. So there's all types of fascinating experiences that people tap into, but there have been some phenomenal physical healings. And I wonder if you could share any of those with us today, because they're really inspiring. Yes. Okay. Well, I just, the one that popped into mind is what I just shared on my Facebook page today. It actually happened back in 2020, but it's such a good story. This lady came to have a session. She's 80 years old and she has hearing aids. And even with hearing aids, she has a hard time hearing me. And so if you can kind of see, there's two chairs here. And this is where my client and I usually will sit and we'll have this talk about their life. And I literally had to put my chair up really close to her while I was talking to her and explaining how she's going to do this. And I had to talk really, really loud in order for her to hear me, even with her hearing aids. So that's where we were at. So when we got into the session, let me back up. Her life story, just a smidge, was that she, for many, many years, had been in a marriage 
where the husband screamed at her all the time. That was his way of communicating to her. And she was a very, I mean, anybody couldn't deal with that for very long, but she wasn't going to divorce him. She she was of that thinking. I mean, she's 80 years old. She's staying in this marriage. That's what she was taught to do. But the screaming is relentless and it's every day and it's all the time. And she started to lose her hearing actually quite young in her thirties and eventually divorces him. But when she's telling me about her current life, she says, one thing that I'm sad about is I'm lonely because even with my hearing aids, when I go out into my garden and my neighbors out, I have to keep saying, what, what, what? Because she can't hear. And she goes, it's, it's so uncomfortable to me that I just stay inside my house. So her quality of life was diminishing quite a bit. And when we get into that high self or subconscious, that part of her that knows everything, it, it says that she turned down her hearing so that she wouldn't have to endure the screaming of her husband. It was a self-protection modality, I guess. And so her high self and I are talking about that. And I said, but she's not married to him anymore. And couldn't that be fixed? And, and let me go a little bit into that. All we are is energy in these unique dense forms. And as energy, we create our own issues. And that is just the truth. We all create our own stuff. And we do that to learn from it. It's by design. As energy, we create it. As energy, we can heal it. And that's what happens in these sessions. So energetically, people go in and they can heal anything. Anything is possible. And I've seen it all. And for her, the high self says, well, it's kind of, it's a habit in those, you know, everything in the ears hasn't been used for a long time. She's rejecting the hearing aids. She's rejecting the hearing aids. Oh, fascinating. Not a thought she would have had when we were over there talking, right? Just a different insight. And I said that she wants to hear, the, you know, the birds. She wants to have conversations with her neighbors. She wants to have a better quality of life. I know you can heal anything. So what's, what can you do? <laughs> I got a little insistent there. And it says, yeah, matter of fact, we can do this. And as that work was being done, she comes up and pops her hearing aids out. And she says, yeah, her high self says, talk to her so she can hear you. And I just start talking normally. And she came up just a bit. The conscious part of her came up and says, I can hear that. And, and then I was told, talk softer and see if she can hear that. And she could hear that. And it said, talk softer yet. And I did. And what she didn't know is I was doing this. I was putting my chair back, going farther and talking softer. And she could hear it all. And because she understood the root reason behind the issue was that she had turned her hearing off to help protect herself from the screaming of her husband. And once that message is delivered, once you understand what the symptom means, then there's no reason for the symptom to be there. The symptom is just a message. And that goes for everything. The symptom is just a message. When you understand what the message means and you take action, and you change that, the symptom disappears. It's a whole different way of looking at it, but it is the truth. This, I see this in every session. And so 
one of the things that just made me the happiest is she walked out of here with her hearing aids in her purse and they contacted me later and she's like, I can hear my air conditioner going. I can hear the birds singing. I, my neighbor talks a lot. Yeah. (laughs) She was going out with friends again and having lunch and loving life. That's amazing. That was the only session I did in my whole career. I'm good. But it, it can be like that every session. It doesn't have to be, you know, just, just one awesome one every now and again. It's every session is amazing. That is incredible. I know I heard you talk recently, too, about the somebody's leg grew longer during a session. I mean, so you talk about just like how anything can happen. But I mean, I would think of like bone regeneration or like skeletal changes that that would be something that would happen. It would require more time. I don't know if you'd like to share that story. Yeah, that, I just love this gal. She was a college student at a law school and came in just really curious about herself. And one of the things that she mentioned about physically was in, I think it was her, oh, maybe mid childhood years, one leg stopped growing. And it wasn't a lot, but it was enough that she needed an orthotic. And she's a young college girl. She couldn't really wear cute shoes because she has to have this slip in to make herself be even. So what we find out in her session about that is that at that time in her life, she was very scared about growing up. She didn't know what that was going to be like, very, very nervous about it. And so much so that her thoughts created the experience of her left leg not growing, it stayed back in that time. Well, the right leg moved forward. Oh, wow. Right? So, I mean, I know the things you learn in these sessions. Yes. So as we were talking, I'm like, well, okay, well, she's on track now. She's, she's going to, she's second year of law school and she knows what she wants to do. And she seems comfortable with her life. Is there any reason why that can't be evened out? And I think it herself was just like so blase. Like, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> when they do that, they were just like, yeah, we can heal that. And I'm like, explain to her how you're doing that because she'll find that really interesting. And I'm all, and I'm always like, I'm a student. I want to know, like, how are you doing that? And it, cartilage is like super easy. Boom, bone is not that difficult. It's just energy created into a denser matter, right? And and it, it was such a, like, yeah, we can do it. Easy, breezy, lemon, squeezy thing. I don't think I paid that much attention to it because we had other questions on our list and we had other stuff we needed to talk about. So they did that. And when she got off my table at the end after I counted her out and, and such, I, I got up, I said, how does your leg feel, by the way? And she's like, like even. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I'm like, really? Like, how does it feel? And she's like, even. And she put her shoes on, but it had that orthotic in it. And she goes, well, that feels weird now. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is good. Good job. Wow. And so she's local here. And I asked, we're going to meet up and just kind of chat about her session at a coffee shop. I don't know, a week or two weeks later. 
And I purposely sat at the back of the coffee shop so I could watch her walk in so I could see how her gait was. Perfect. And she was wearing the cutest shoes. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like, that's so awesome. Congratulations. She goes, I tried putting my orthotic in for a couple days afterwards and I was just off balance and I just finally just had to take it out. And I'm like, that is amazing. And she goes, no, that's not even the great part. I'm like, well, that's a pretty great part. You just turn your leg in, in a few hours, but okay, what's yeah. the really great part? And she goes, the great part is I can tap in to my high self anytime I want to now. And she says, I was sitting in a law lecture that I didn't study for. And I was just kind of like slumping in my chair because I didn't want, I didn't want the professor to call on me because I hadn't studied. And that she asked a question and all of a sudden my arm goes up and I'm like, shoot, like, you don't have the answer. So the professors, you know, you know, you know, tell me what the answer is. And she says, I just quieted myself down and opened my mouth and blah, 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 came out. And it was perfect. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to take the bar. Wow, that is so interesting. And it makes me wonder too how you described it or the higher self described it as like one leg kind of stayed back and one leg kept going. And with that healing too, you've got the physical part, but of course we know that everything is so multi-layered. So it makes me wonder too, like, was there dimensional or like some sort of like timeline adjustment that was made somehow as well that kind of accompanied that and there there's just so much going on with our consciousness that it's like what is going on behind the scenes that like all works together to make something like that happen in such a quick time I mean to happen at all but so quickly too you know it I know I wish I had every answer for you that one yeah I yeah there's one time when I was just kind of having a, we're at the very end of the session. So I'm just like firing off questions. because That's what I do. I want to know everything. And I, we got onto the topic of time and I'm like, okay, describe time to me from your perspective as this higher consciousness. And it was so funny here. She goes, you won't get it. And I'm like, I know, but I want to try. So just give it to me and I'll keep listening and I'll try to figure it out. And honestly, partway through, I felt like a cartoon character with my eyes going. I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm safe. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. I love it. Well, when we think, speaking of time, when we think about like the times that we're in and this kind of mass awakening that seems to be happening or that we're maybe on the cusp of an even bigger mass awakening. Do you have insights that you've discovered through your sessions that sort of shed light on on that awakening, the ascension of the planet, the ascension of humanity, anything in, along those lines? Absolutely. It's it, that's a very great topic because when I started doing this work, it was 2012, right? So oh, every, yeah, the end of the world and it's right. in the Mayan calendar. So I mean, that topic has been pretty consistent all the way throughout these years. And they'll talk about how Dolores would say, if you're in a physical body on the planet this time, you have the golden ticket because so many souls want to be here for this 
great awakening and this huge shift in consciousness. And it doesn't feel like it's so great as you're going through day to day, but we really are blessed to be a part of this in this physical form. And so they'll talk a lot about how we are raising our vibrations, how we're raising our frequency, better to eat clean, better to be out in nature, better to meditate. That's probably the one suggestion that is the most consistent in the sessions is you need to meditate in order to connect into this part of you that, that has all the knowledge. Sometimes the story varies a little bit in that at times people's high selves will say, this may be just like in an instant, everything changes in a flash. And it, man, I am, I'm open to that. Let's make it easy and let's just do it. But more so, they'll talk about it's like a, it's an individual process. We're all going to get there. We're going to come at the speed that our soul can handle it at. And I think I'm more probably of that camp. It just seems like that's how this is going. And if we, again, if you kind of pull yourself out into an observer mode and watch what's been happening over the last 10 years or so, I think that supports it. But if I can tell you something in relationship to a QHHT session, which I think has given me and other practitioners for sure, Dolores too, this amazing window into our evolution. Would that be okay? It's kind of a... Yeah, please. So back in the day, say 12 years ago and earlier, it would have been way more common for a QHHT client in the hypnosis portion to have what we called amnesia experience. They just checked out. They didn't fall asleep, but to them, it felt like they fell asleep or they weren't aware during the session. After the session, they didn't remember anything or just a little bit. We call that the amnesia experience. From a practitioner's point of view and from a client's point of view, that was pretty easy because they didn't really have to work at it too hard. And we didn't have to fight this analytical left side of the brain. But about 10 to 12 years ago, we started noticing a change. And that was that the clients are starting to feel more aware during the sessions. And afterwards, they were remembering a lot more. Now, what that meant was in the midst of a session, they could be having this great session, giving this deep, profound information, but it's like they came up a little bit and they would question themselves and they'd say, I think I'm making this up. I don't think I'm really under. But we could tell they were because of a lot of things we're looking for and listening for to give us the knowing of where they're at in these deep levels of consciousness. So it was kind of a quandary. And then afterwards, they were remembering a whole bunch more. Now, this was really difficult when I started in on this because that was just at the beginning of that change. And oh my goodness, it was funny. We had the practitioners were having a pity party. The clients were having a pity party because Dolores was such a good teacher. And in her books and in her YouTube lectures that are still out there, you would hear her say, and in class, she would talk about this a lot. My clients don't remember anything, she would say. And so that became the gold standard. So even to this day, clients will come in going, okay, I just check me out. I just want to fall asleep. Go ahead and go. And we're like, mm, you're like, oh, sorry, 10 years too late. <laughs> but when I started, we were trying to figure this out. And so I asked a lot of questions in my sessions with the high selves. You know, why is it this way? This is kind of hard because we had to calm down that analytical left side to stay over on the right side, which had all of this knowledge at. And what they said is, no, this is by design. This is part of humanity's evolution in waking up. That 
they had the amnesia experience to override a belief that we had accepted as truth from what I'll call the controllers. That if you're making it up, it isn't real. If you're making it up, it's not real. So when we needed to start waking up and starting to realize that we hold all this knowledge within us, that we're getting ready to have this amazing shift on the planet, we had to realize that we're more than just this one life, more than this body. And if we would have been aware during that time having these sessions, then we would have defaulted to, I remember that I made it up. It's not real. Because that was a concept that was deeply ingrained within our psyche. When you have that deeply ingrained within your psyche, you stay in confusion. And when you stay in confusion, you rely on authority to solve your problems and you don't realize you have the answers within. Very well crafted. So they, the high cells, source, whatever, one upped the controllers and took our memory away. Gave us the amnesia experience. So you come out of a session, maybe you're getting a session with Dolores and she counts you up and you're like, oh my gosh, where was I? And she'll go, well, you were a blah, blah, blah in the blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, no way. And she's like, yes, here's your cassette tape. Go home and listen to it. And they would take their little cassette tape and they'd go home and they'd be like, oh my gosh, I was a blah, blah, blah in the blah, 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 because I don't remember any of it. And they called Marge and like, it was a blah, blah, blah. And Marge would be like, oh my God, that's so cool. I wonder if I was. Maybe I'll go research past life regression. Maybe I'll go have a session or maybe I'll go down another rabbit hole, right? It was a wonderful tool to help us start waking up. It was perfect. But what the high selves say to me in sessions is that we weren't meant to stay in amnesia. We're meant to be like our high selves in an awakened aware physical body, meaning you and I and everybody can tap into all of the knowledge that we carry anytime we want to. You don't need a hypnosis session. You don't need anybody to guide you. You can do it yourself all on your own. That's how we're meant to be. That's getting back to how we used to be, I'm sure. So, long, long time ago. So if here is amnesia days and here is where you're awake and aware on the other end of the spectrum and living a physical life, but being able to get all of your answers and your healing yourself, we're like just order of an inch away from that. And it's taken 10 to 12 years to get everybody kind of on board with this. And that's why clients feel aware during sessions now. The high cells say it's like getting your training wheels to being at this beautiful result of having full access to this knowledge. And they said, if we would have gone from amnesia days to fully awake and aware days, it would have fried our circuit boards. We couldn't have handled it. It's too fast, that instant. Yeah. Um, so they said, we've decided as a whole on humanity to take this in spurts. And this process is just a way that it's visible. You can see the changes over time, how that's happened. So, I mean, it's a pretty magnificent thing that is occurring for us. And this is just a way to witness part of that evolution. Thank you for sharing with that. And I, I really appreciate that. And I love the marrying of kind of how you were saying some people say it's going to be in a flash and that's, you know, and then in another way, it's an evolutionary like individual thing. And by the way, it's really funny because you have 
said like, are you here with me? Or like, are you looking at my notes? And it's the same. I'm like, well, okay, that was just the next thing I was going to ask. So <laughs> thank you for just tapping in there. But it, in all, but how what you were just saying about the evolution of QHHT and how that we've gone from the amnesia experience to having a more aware and awake experience is a parallel to that kind of that evolutionary of an individual and how we're all kind of expanding a little bit more, a little bit more. And you mentioned about the ease that might come if it was all in a flash. And there, I think that would be the case for those who are already somewhat awake and are already kind of trying to understand consciousness in a different way. And they're rising above the completely material, dense reality. But we still do have a lot of people who are not yet there. They're still very much asleep and they're still living in that like material world, physical reality. I only trust my five senses. And so if we did do a one all bang, okay, now we're all 5D or whatever it is, it's like that would not be easy for maybe the majority. I don't know if we've reached any sort of majority tipping point, I don't think so yet. It might feel like that in our individual circles. But so on the one, for some of us, it might be like, oh, that'd be a lot easier. We were like, okay, just like carry me now, <laughs> do the rest for me. But then for people like that would be such a, like you say, it fried the circuit boards or and at the very least be like, okay, today is nothing like yesterday. Like, Nothing. I have no frame of reference for what's happening right now or where I am or whatever it is. But I think that I love what you're saying about we can kind of see this reflection of evolution, of an ascension for humanity in our own life streams and in our own journey, our own evolution, and how it's we just as individuals have continued to kind of expand a little bit more, take on a little bit more, understand a little bit more. And the work that's coming through with QHHT as a modality and other modalities like that, where we're just starting to understand that the sky's the limit. I mean, if what we even understand from consciousness can be challenged right now in terms of like what I thought was real, there, there are probably things that you've talked about today that for people it's like, oh, never knew that was a thing or that was even a possibility or never even considered that could be a possibility that somebody's hearing could just be healed from a hypnosis suggestion after a, a decades of not being able to hear. So we're constantly kind of taking more in, taking in more possibilities and things that we think aren't even physically possible. It's like the roof just gets blown off of my limits over and over again, it feels like, you know. And I think that's why people feel guided to different topics and different teachers. And I think that's a really good thing to mention is if you're feeling guided to learn Reiki or a shaman or what QHHT, whatever, trust that there's a reason why that sounds interesting to you. There must be something there for you to learn. And I think the more we start following our gut and our intuition, which is that direct tenant to the part of us that knows everything the better life gets. And we're helping right now our left analytical mind to understand this more unlimited part of us that we hold on the right side. So 
it's an amazing opportunity for growth that we're in right now. And everybody's going to come at it at the time that they are ready for it. So you can't force anybody to wake up or to understand things the way that you do. But when the time's right for them, it'll occur to have all the faith in the world that will happen. Well said. So you've talked about the book that you're doing with Beverly. Can you clue us into some of the other projects that you have coming in, maybe ways that people can interact with you? I know you've got retreats coming up and workshops and all kinds of amazing things. So how can people learn from you? So the easiest way is through my website, SuzanneSpooner.com. There you can book a QHHT session. You can learn my channeling process called the Art of Universal Knowing or TALK is the acronym. There's a free meditation that I created to help people connect into their high self called the Universal Mind Project. So that's great. I would, if, okay, here's the exciting part that's coming up. A friend of mine who is an amazing author, Sarah Bressman Comey, she is a QHHT level three practitioner as well. She's written some books on Atlantis and she's just, she's a doll. She and I just got back from Egypt and we led a tour there. And the premise of the tour was, of course, based off of Sarah's work and how Egypt and is an outpost of Atlantis and the history and the things that she's found out from her subjects about those areas, very sacred information that hasn't been shared with, you know, mainstream media. That's part of it. The other part is I help people tap in and guide into their other lifetimes, perhaps in that area. If not in that area, then with the collective knowledge, because there's so much deep collective knowledge there on so many levels. Then we have this wonderful gal named Vivian, who's a PhD archaeologist, and she's giving her perspective on on the sacred sites and spaces that we're into. So we just got back from that trip. We're planning two more. We're just about ready to launch the next one, which will be May of 2024, and then we'll do one in September of 2024. So that's going to be on its own website, and I can't give that out yet because we don't want people going there yet. (laughs) <laughs> we got to get our ducks in a row, have everything perfect. But if you go to my website, sign up for the newsletter, that information plus a workshop that Sarah and I are doing in January down in Jupiter, Florida. So come to come and hang out with us in Jupiter. Just a real self-learning workshop, heart-opening workshop. That information will be coming out through that newsletter, and then we'll have the website up certainly by then for people to sign up and hopefully the book will be it. We're just like, I just talked about really last night for like two hours and we're just getting down to the end of the editing. And then we're thinking everything's going to go a lot faster after that. And we're we're already like, we've got book two like going. So (laughs) we have to get the first one out, but yeah, there's a lot of really good, exciting stuff coming up. That's amazing. And you do sessions, QHHT sessions as well. And people can book on your site there too. Yes. Yeah. I think you're booked out until like 2026 or something. It's, yeah. I think it's like mid 2026 now, but there's, you know, of course people come in and they're like, you know, gosh, it, it, what they usually say is it felt like so long when I booked it, but then all of a sudden it's here because time is going so fast. And I ask the high soul sometimes in sessions, like, I feel so bad. They had to wait longer than they wanted to. And I wish I could have gotten in sooner. And the high cells are so funny. They will say collectively, you think you're in charge of your schedule and they think they're in charge of their schedule and it's us who are in charge of the schedule. And they come in on the day that is designed for them to be here. 
And if they would have been in earlier, they wouldn't have gotten what they needed. If it would have been pushed back, that wouldn't have been the right timing either. The timing is that day. And so there are times where I can move people up and there's times I or they need to push things back a little bit. But it blows my mind every time how it is the perfect day for them and it gets so clearly understood. Oh, wow. That's fascinating. And we have a question from Angie just asking if there is there like a database of QHHT practitioners or something where people can look for ones in their location? It's an awesome database. Oh, and I love giving this out. So it's QHHTofficial.com. That's the website. And then click on find a practitioner page, find a practitioner. And then you can search for your area by country, by town. I would expect I would go as wide of an area as you're willing to travel to and then click on their websites if they have websites and see if you resonate with them or send them an email or call them and see how you feel with them. I think that, again, that's your gut. It's telling you, yeah, this person is the one or maybe not that one. And just start going that way. There, we have brand new practitioners listed as level one interns. I love, love, love referring to them. They're doing sessions for free or a free will exchange in exchange for the experience. And honestly, they give as good of sessions in many cases as somebody that's very experienced because they're just coming from the class and they're like right on track with Dolores' teachings. They haven't gone wonky or added things in or taken things out or changed it up. It's very pure. So, I mean, if you want to get in right away and cost is a thing, those are the people to look for, and you can have just a beautiful session with them. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, Suzanne, this has just been amazing. Thank you so much for being here today. You're just this great light, and it's such an honor to, to be able to have this talk with you. Keep doing your amazing work, and, and come back anytime. Hey, Chara, thank you for having me. I just love being here with you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love to ask you for one quick favor, and that's to share this episode with one person who you think will benefit from it. Let them know you're thinking about them by sharing this episode with them right now. Thank you, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.